Hello everyone and welcome to this Monday mini episode of the Nurtured by Nature podcast. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny day here in the UK, which always makes me feel better about life. So I thought today I'd talk about what makes me feel hopeful around the environment and helps me counteract the negative dialogues that we're often bombarded with in the media. So earlier this week, I saw a great little article on Facebook from the Sussex Bat Group, and it was talking about the greater mouse-eared bat in the UK. So it's actually officially known as Britain's rarest mammal. Bats are mammals. And this species of bat, there was only one known single male that had been recorded hibernating in the UK in recent years um, and had the species had been declared as officially functionally extinct since the early 90s so the last three decades and earlier this year the National Bat Monitoring Programme and volunteers from the Sussex Bat Group actually found a second greater mouse-eared bat hibernating in the network of tunnels where the existing known male has known to be using for the past several decades and Obviously, that's a, a hugely exciting discovery that um, now this, this single lone individual that was known has a companion. And I just find it amazing that like, with all the technology and things, the advances, the people that we have, that actually there are these little pockets of animals that essentially are existing unnoticed. And we believe species are extinct and perhaps they're not and actually if these animals are then rediscovered the hope is that obviously if it's reported to the right channels they can be given the support and protection they need to hopefully re-establish a foothold and then a stronghold and there's examples of this from all around the world and it's not just in the UK but another um, example from the UK which I saw last year last summer was the large tortoiseshell butterfly which well it, again I think it was officially declared as extinct certainly exceptionally rare and pretty much vanished from our shores from around the 1950s and then there was a discovery of some shown to be breeding um, around Dorset within the last few years and then last year there was the exciting discovery of more of these large tortoiseshell butterflies found in the Nepa state which is amazing it's fantastic to see that a butterfly that had essentially vanished from our environment here in the UK for over 50 years has somehow managed to get a little toehold again and projects like the rewilding at net are providing habitat for it to start to make a little bit of a stronger comeback and re-establish itself and then there's another great example that I love from the Giraffe Conservation Foundation in Chad and that was the discovery last year of a new population entirely new population of critically endangered cordifan giraffe. So cordifan giraffe are found in a very limited range in 
West Africa. They are a subspecies of the northern giraffe alongside the West African giraffe, which is exclusively found in Niger, and the Nubian giraffe. And the biggest population of Cordofan giraffe is in Chad, in the Zakuma National Park. But the Giraffe Conservation Foundation, alongside their partners, um, was contacted by a pilot who had been flying over Chad and had spotted giraffe in a region that they were not known to exist. And so the partners got together and they funded a proper survey of the region where the giraffe were very briefly spotted. And they counted 34 giraffe during that survey. Given that there are only about two to two and a half thousand cordofan giraffe in the entire world, finding a a small population of that is a huge boost to potentially protecting them in the future. And alongside the giraffe, there were many other species of interest that were discovered in this region. And just stories like that fill me with hope that actually I'm reminded how resilient nature can be. And that's not to excuse us from needing to do anything but it's the fact that there is hope that actually if we can make the necessary changes if we can reduce how much harm we're inflicting on the environment if we can find again our place to live alongside nature and become a part of our environment rather than what has become prevalent of holding ourselves apart from it and above it really there is this pervading sense within our society and culture certainly the certainly the westernized view that humanity is superior and we can sort of control and dominate nature but i think there is we are seeing changes we are seeing you know examples from people who are pioneering and often at you know great personal expense um, being ridiculed, bullied, but they are sticking to what they believe in and they are, they're pathfinders. They are showing us that things can be done differently and the result of doing things differently is not that humanity has to suffer. In fact, the benefits of it are vast and far-reaching. So I do think it's important that we celebrate these small moments and successes and we remember them and they fuel us, they inspire us, they give us the hope, that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that when we feel overwhelmed and the anxiety and wonder, like, is it too late? that we hang on to these moments and, and realise that nature is resilient. We just have to sometimes maybe even just get out of the way. I think that's the the big message from NEP is that they allowed nature to just heal herself and the amazing achievements that have come perhaps wouldn't have been so great if they had tried to control how they envisioned that recovery would take place. I would highly recommend reading Isabella Tree's book uh, Wilding 
and I, I think actually they have an, a book coming out later this year again, um, which would probably be equally as fascinating. But her book, Wilding, is, is definitely an interesting read and it talks about a lot of the stigma and struggles that they had to overcome both sort of on a more sort of political level um, in terms of like the environmental organisations within the UK, DEFRA, Natural England and also even local pressures and stigma from people in their local communities, both other landowners and generally neighbours who would be using the footpaths that cross their land. And, you know, it's one of one of these other things that we need to consider letting go of is how we view things as pretty and neat and actually we need to embrace this concept of things being a little bit more wild and unkempt and find the beauty in that. So with that in mind, there's. I just also wanted to remind everyone in the UK that this weekend, the 27th to the 29th, we have the Big Garden Bird Watch. And I would encourage everyone to take part if they can. Uh, you only need to set aside an hour just to sit and watch the birds in your garden. Um, I will include links in the show notes that uh, give you details. And you can head to the RSPB, the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds website, to sign up and find out everything you need to know to get involved. But the citizen science projects are really hugely important and like I I mentioned right at the top of the show the bat discovery was was made by people volunteering with the Sussex bat group and so I just encourage you find find whatever makes you happy that you're passionate about whether that's you know wildflowers or plants or trees or bats or mammals or birds or insects butterflies you know what whatever worms even (laughs) if you listen to me and uh wendy sweet a few weeks ago we we both got quite excited about worms recolonizing her her land but whatever you're passionate about go and find local groups find national charities and organizations and these these places often need volunteers and they have opportunities for people to get involved in helping with research and surveys and there's there's all sorts of things you can do so i just encourage you find what you're passionate about and go and get involved and yeah together i do honestly believe that we can make a difference and that there is hope So that's my message for you this Monday and I look forward to being back with you next week and I'll be sharing another inspiring interview this Friday. So enjoy your week and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Nurtured by Nature podcast. I truly hope this conversation has brought some hope and inspiration into your life. I would love to have these messages ripple out across the world. So if you can, please share this episode with your friends, leave a review on your favourite podcast player and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I would love to hear from you, so please feel free to connect with me on the links provided in the podcast description. But most importantly, 
Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. But don't forget to simply get out there and enjoy the natural world.